Welcome to The Truth In Us Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today, I have the privilege of being in conversation, the first first podcast you've been on, being in conversation with a South Florida-based artist, a freestyle photographer. Please welcome James Nill. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Um, you know, as, as I try to get my tentacles and, and, and my claws into this this kind of Florida scene, you know, the weather's better down there. You know, it's good to be able to connect with some folks that are doing interesting work. And um, before we get too, too, too deep into the podcast, into the conversation, I, I, I w- would like to ask you to um, share a little bit about the, your, your story. What's the James story? And ultimately, um, what was your first art experience? Uh, my first art experience was, I guess, like uh, maybe in the 80s, I used to be really into skateboarding, um, like street skateboarding. And, um, you know, I was young back then, uh, before the teen era. Um, I was real inspired by like the old school kind of Powell Peralta, um, the graphics, like the skeleton ripping out of the um whatever it's called the skeleton ripper, Mm -hmm. like the Tony Hawk, the skull with the iron cross. And so I would just draw stuff like that and make up my own kind of things. And um, I was also really into comic books, um, particularly Marvel. So it's cool now to see all the movies out. I mean, I think that's like perfect, perfect timing for me. (laughs) But um, so I would be like so inspired. I would see pictures of whatever different characters and I'm just like that is amazing and I would draw like the you know different things that inspired me and I would even make up my own comic book characters and I would even make my own comic books and um, that's kind of the very beginning Um, I think as I started to get older I kept skateboarding Um, I really got into, uh, like magazines, like Thrasher, Mm -hmm. Transworld. And that's where I really saw like the, uh, the power of photography, um, because it's all just image based. And, um, then I slowly transitioned into surfing and the surfing magazines were really where it showed me like just some insane photography. Cause I mean, the, back in like the nineties, these guys are just, and and women are just out exploring, going to these crazy remote locations and just getting the most insane photos with like nature and whatever the sky, the clouds. And I mean, just amazing. And that's really, and then also being a surfer, I would go out and, you know, I'd have my own experiences. And so, um, I would surf here in Florida and people, I would tell people, Hey, I went surfing. The waves were amazing. And they're like, what are you crazy? There's no waves in Florida. And so I had a camera and I started photographing them and people were like, Oh my gosh, there really are waves in Florida. (laughs) And, uh, I kind of just kept going from there. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of like the beginning. Um, I would actually say, like, I remember one time I saw, a Salvador Dali painting mm-hmm. this one with like the elephants reflecting it's or swans reflecting into elephants or something. And that just really blew my mind. And that's where I saw where like fine art, like master style art could yeah. really kind of change like the consciousness of like a person. And um, so I would say that's kind of the beginning Um I started working in art galleries when I was younger. It was, those were like my first jobs. And, um, that's kind of how I started to learn the art industry. And, um, 
yeah, that's where it goes today. And I'm just kind of just evolved from that moment I described to you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. It's, uh, it's always, it's always cool to learn like what some of those early, um, those early kind of like previews, this kind of like proto sort of vibe of what it looks like and experiencing art or experiencing what you would later return to in your own way and um, kind of having that feedback. And I think sometimes even for for people that are being asked, they're like, yeah, I do remember this thing. Or I remember even something earlier than that because I've, I've had it happen where, you know, people may ask me because it's occasional. And people turn the questions back on me. It's like the master has had his dogs turned upon him, his dogs being the questions. And, you know, just recognizing, like, maybe why did I have a penchant for doing interviews? Why did I want to do this type of interview series or what have you? And it's something that leads to what you're doing. Sometimes it's just revisiting and seeing it in a different way. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So let's, let's talk about your work, your current body of work. Um and what are some of the main ideas that you're trying to express in that that current work? Because you're you're doing photography, you're you're doing uh, oil based paintings, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing oil based paintings. Um, I mean, I've been doing art for I, I don't really know, like three and a half decades or something. Um, like I mentioned before, when I would um, photograph the waves here in Florida, sure. that was with film. So it was uh, with like film, I was young. So buying the film, making the prints, developing the film, like that would cost a lot of money. And um, so I kind of started to, and I also like to photograph nature and landscape. Mm -hmm. So I would also photograph that and, you know, kind of got to the point where it's like, you know, I could spend all the money that I had doing that because, you know, I grew up like a, whatever, regular person. Like I, I started working when I was 13 because I had to kind of sustain myself. Um, so then I just kind of started painting because it kind of helped to offset like the costs of doing photography. So okay. I would paint like images that I would want to photograph, which would be like maybe out in the Florida Everglades glades with like, um, with like the moon or something and like birds, like just very wild and um, so as I kept painting like that, then I kind of started morphing like the styles because I would paint really loose and it kind of turned into like abstract. Um, and I really enjoy painting abstract. For me, it's very emotional. Um, I really feel like I'm at like the core essence of my own creativity because I'm just making what I want to make. Whereas when I'm photographing, I'm kind of observing the, like the other creator, you know, the creator of our world. Um, so, um, I forgot what the question was, but, um, no, uh, sorry. No, no, no you're, that, that was, that was good. So what are you, what are you expressing? What do you, what do you aim to express? And I think you were touching on it there. So you know, what are your, you're aiming to express in your, your current work? Um, and I, and I think you covered a piece of it, but if you haven't, that that's kind of where the question was going. Yeah. I think like in my current work, like right now where I've gotten to, um, and I'm able to, cause now I have the resources, I would really like to go like really deep, deep into nature. Um, um, I use, I like to use Google earth and kind of, or Google maps and kind of just explore, and 
here in Florida, we've got some like very, very, very wild territories. Um, and like this past year, um, I went out to 10,000 islands, which a lot of people in Florida haven't even heard of, but it's, um, it's kind of like where the Everglades mixes out into the Gulf of Mexico. And it's, um, you know, I found this area, found someone who had a boat that would take me out there. I had no idea what was going to be there. And we just went, um, had a particular time I wanted to go when late afternoon. So the light would be right. And we just landed on just some random Island. And, uh, I mean, it was pretty insane. It looked like Jurassic park, (laughs) uh, just big ospreys out there flying huge nests. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, you need resources to do that. Um, and, um, that's kind of where my work's going now. We have a show, we have our own gallery in Delray beach. We have a show coming up in December and, um, I I did a little exploring this past year. And so I want to kind of find like my favorite photos of that and show that in, in December. Yeah. So that's, that's, um, kind of where I'm going to now, deeper nature, more like pinnacle kind of scenes of just, uh, where everything just comes together. Like, right. The clouds, the sunrise, the sunset, the, just everything, Love that. but as raw nature as you could get, I think that's kind of where I want to go to. And that's where I'm going to go to. Hell yeah. So as an artist, um, when did you know, like who you were, and and I, and I know that's kind of like a almost nebulous new new agey sort of question, but when did you know like who you were? When would you were you able to affix the term artist, affix the title artist, photographer, and so on to who you are as a person? And what sort of work were you doing before you really made that discovery? In like, and I'll use use this as an example before I got into a space where I was like, uh, I'm doing this, I'm documenting this, I'm telling these stories or facilitating storytelling. I was just a dude with a microphone being a jerk. Just, hey, what do you have to say about this? Just putting microphones in people's faces, asking questions. And that was a more refined sort of approach to it. And at that time when I was doing that, I really didn't know what I was doing. I just wanted to capture those moments. And as I kind of touched on later, when you arrive at it later, it's like, oh, this is what I was doing. I just didn't know what to call it. And it didn't have the maturity or what have you attached to it. So, so tell me about that. Like the stuff that I was doing in the past before I hit that, that moment um, was just like I was saying before, it was like the old school skateboard style, like whatever skulls and snakes and stuff coming out of the skull. um, And also mixed with like comic book um, kinds of themes and like these sci-fi scenes that I would just draw like, big with like spaceships and stuff. And that, that was when I was really young. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say uh, maybe when I was a junior or a senior in high school, I took a trip to Portugal and somebody lent me a camera. Um, I went to the Algarve region in Portugal, which is uh, like the Southern, like very rugged on the coast. Um, I had no idea how to operate a camera. Just I clicked and clicked, you know, I didn't know any of the um, technical things like ISO, F-stop, shutter speed. Sure. Um, So I was really absorbed into like what I was seeing. I I was very mesmerized because it was very, very powerful scenes that I was looking at. Uh, Just the massive cliffs, 
the really rough ocean. Uh, I mean, it was gorgeous. And I would just go all the time and just obsessively photograph until I ran out of film. And when I came home and developed all the photos, like uh, a lot of people were really amazed at what they look like. And then my dad had bought me uh, a $200 Maxim Minolta film camera. It's like a small little SLR uh, Minolta. Minolta is not even around anymore. Uh, they're Sony though. Um, but um, that's kind of where I knew right there. That's where I'm like, uh, yeah, I love this. And I got a camera and I'm just going to, whatever happens, happens. And uh, just kind of kept going from there. I. I, I like when um, we can trick ourselves. I think when we're doing something creative, it's you, sometimes you have to set in parameters or constraints and what have you to make the work feel interesting because, you know, like as, as you were touching on earlier uh, before we got started, like doing a lot of interviews, for instance, on my end of this, this whole thing. You don't want to ask the same question. So you might like, all right, let me ask this question or may, maybe I'll go into this in a different way. And sometimes the interviews may feel like play, like I'm just having a conversation with a buddy and it's like, it will come through to the listener. Like, do you know this person already? It's like, no, I don't. So, so tell me about those instances where when you're working, whether it's photography, whether it's painting, uh, whether it's even working in the gallery, cause there's something creative there as well. When do you wake, make work feel like it's play? Um, I mean, I think like, it's kind of always play at this point. Yeah. Uh, that's my, that's kind of my goal. That's how I want to um, kind of envision what I'm doing. Um, you know, having my own gallery is really great because I can do things the way I want to do them. Yeah. And um, when I'm doing photography and I'm just out in the zone and I mean, I'm really in the zone and it feels so good. And that's what I, when I know, you know, that's, that's my kind of purpose or my calling. And my goal is just to blend work and play and whatever it is, that's what I want to do. Um, so I kind of think it's always play yeah. until the point where I'm like, okay, wait, I got a lot of stuff going on. And then, <laughs> Somehow I got to uh, start like, you know, putting the foot on the gas and getting stuff done. But that kind of happens when we do shows and things like that. And it's always worth doing it. Um, we had a sh we have a show right now in Baltimore and um, we had to drive it up to Baltimore and we did it in five days. And uh, it was fun. We stopped in a couple of places, but that kind of felt like work when we were done with it. <laughs> up, so. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's, I just stay positive and have fun and, um, just always try to make it play at this point. So, um, and I think that's kind of, uh, a goal for me. Yeah. Just keep it at play. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm always playing. I'm always serious though. So <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's the thing. You're serious about your play, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's, let's talk about the, um, the process a little bit and, and that these, the, they have this, this, this question has some other bullet points with it, but, uh, let's, let's talk about, um, your, your process. Um, let's, let's talk about the painting process. 
Um, how what's like something that's in the beginning, middle, and something that's towards the end when you're like, all right, I think this is ready. I think this this piece is done. Tell me about that process. Yeah, well, the painting process is like I go I do phases because painting takes a lot of energy. And photography takes a lot of energy. Sure. And I'll notice, like, I'll be in like a photography phase, which is what I'm in right now. And then to I'll then a painting phase will happen. But it's basically painting's kind of weird for me a little bit because it's like I have a vision. Sure. It pops into my mind, this this vision. And then I kind of have to I meditate, you know, and and if I meditate on that vision that's in my mind, mm-hmm. it I'll see the steps on how to do it. So once I see that, then I just start doing the steps. So it's like, basically I do like a base coat and I paint an oil. So it's, um, it's all kind of got to dry or, or be stable to work with. Um, so I'll do a base coat and I'll probably do multiples also. Yeah. Um, and then once that's dry, it takes about a week. I do the next layer then that dries and then the next layer or however many layers it needs. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing with painting is once I start a painting, it kind of like opens up the portal and I start seeing all these different ideas. And then I'm like, Oh, like, you know, that could be done here and blah, 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 this there. And so that's how the painting phases start. And um, yeah, I just do it kind of get lost in it. And um, paintings could be like landscapes. Yeah. And, uh, sometimes I I like to paint really loose landscapes and that's where I start to see how the colors work and the, um, you know, where everything's kind of how like the blue looks up against the red and how they contrast. And that's where I'll kind of do go into like a color theory style. Like, so I'll have the landscape in front of me and then I'll have like this color theory to the left of it. And then another idea pops up. So I'll have another canvas in my studio, like over there. And then it's just you know, waiting for each one to dry. And, um, but they take a long time to do. There's yeah. a lot, of, a lot of hours that go into them. And, um, but it's very meditative. And I think painting allows me to really express my true creative um, self. And like I mentioned earlier, um, that's where I create what I want. Photography, I'm kind of composing something that the creator has created. Mm. That's legit. It's in, in which ways do you feel like having, having that approach of being able to, from the painting side, kind of doing what you, 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 you want. And from the photography side, kind of taking from what's there and using your eye to maybe view it in a different way, but still it's, it's parameters that are there. Do, does the painting make you a better photographer? Does the photography make you a better painter? I think, uh, I mean, that's a good question. Um, and I, I would kind of maybe say that the painting definitely helps me to make a better photographer because I think painting is definitely about composition Mm. and I take those comp that composition, um, like, um, technicality kind of thing into the photography because the photography for me has got to be really composed, you know, like everything has to really fit where it's supposed to be. Um, a painting definitely has to be composed properly. You know, it's got to be balanced. So I think I bring that the balance of the painting into my photography. Um, 
And also, I guess I kind of try to make my paintings look like their their photos, you mm-hmm. know, in, in a way. I mean, I try to make my photos look like their paintings. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, they mix in, I guess, in different ways. Um, I do notice when I do paint mm-hmm. and I'm working with the colors and then I go outside and photograph. It's like the colors are very vivid. You know, mm-hmm. the greens and, and the nature, the sky, it's like all just boom, like vivid. Yeah. And that, that's like a very special time when I'm mixing the two together. And I'm really at like the pinnacle of my creativity. Yeah. So, and this, this is the last real question before I get to some of these rapid fire questions for you. Um, and this and this actually kind of falls into to to the beginning of the rapid fire questions. I, f- I feel like uh, artists have a certain aesthetic that they present, and obviously you have a aesthetic. I see a, a, an aesthetic. I see this leopard print sort of shirt that's going on for for people that are so. Okay. What what would you say your your artist aesthetic is like? You know, as far as like what you're presenting as an artist, not necessarily the work, but how you come out there into the world. Like, what do you present? You know, as as James. Oh man, you know I'm I'm doing what I really, really in my soul want to do. Yeah. Um, how that comes off to other viewers, I don't know really. You know, I have no idea um, what I'm showing. Um, I do try to make it kind of as raw as possible. Um, I'm in photography. I'm definitely connecting to whatever it is I'm photographing, whether it's like nature surfing or even like just uh, street portraits, things like that. Um, so I'm really trying to just cat capture like the essence of, uh, just the, of just raw reality, Mm -hmm. um, it, that could be totally biased because obviously that's my lens that I'm yeah. kind of, uh, expressing. Um, but you know, I'm not worried. It's it, things are, I think my style is different. I don't really hold myself to doing like one style yeah. where I do it over and over kind of like branding myself. Like I'm, you know, the artist that only paints like a blue chair and every painting kind of thing. I like want to do really what's like, really like, a like I was saying with paintings, Mm -hmm. the ideas are like really downloaded into me. And I feel like it's like the creative spirit. That's like, do this, do, you know what I'm saying? And, um, so I guess just the rawness, I want people to really connect with, um, what they're looking at and, um, maybe even the surrealness of like reality. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the beauty. Like I really try to focus on more positive and more beautiful things instead of like having like a darker cynical message. So a little bit more like hope and inspiration for, you know, the culture yeah. of people. No, I, I appreciate that. That's, um, it's <laughs> great. You know, I, I, I think, um, you know, I, I, it's it's interesting. Like I think we we leave it out a lot of times. We have the the viewer have their their point of view, what have you, and that's very valid and all of that stuff. But also, kind of having a, a sense of what what do what are we aiming for, and what type of work interests us, and things of that nature, and are we doing the work that interests us? So sometimes it's important to kind of tap back in. And as I was, you know, touching on before we got started, you know. For me, it starts off with curiosity. Am I interested in talking with this person? And if this is if this is my work, this is the canvas or what have you. It's just like, 
all right, I'm at least interested. Now let's see what we get from that. And then the conversation could go left. It could go right. It could be a 10 minute conversation, but ultimately it's starting off with this notion of what's interesting. And I think what I aim to do is, is find something that is interesting and something that I can even ask other questions based off of other than the customer. Right? Tell me about your work sort of stuff, but really what's behind it? What's under the work? What's the thinking that goes into it? Yeah, that's definitely important. Um, and I think once you can start to see that, that's really where things change for the viewer. Mm-hmm. You know, just imagining like how to, how that picture was even taken or yeah. where it was, or what I really like are when people think that the pictures are fake they're not even real because they just looked so surreal but they are real you know and i mean if i can get the moon in it that even helps even more because then it starts to look more sci-fi yeah but um you know i'm just trying to kind of give an outlook to people that are kind of um maybe don't ever go outside and they just they work and then they got to go home yeah um and you know i'm just trying to show that there's a whole universe out there and we're part of it and um, you know, go there and you'll, you'll see, like, <laughs> you'll see whatever you'll see God or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it is, it is things that we, we take advantage and sometimes we just look at, take advantage of and we'll take for granted. And we just look at it as, Oh, this is just ordinary. What have you. It's like the moon is right there and it is the brightest it's ever been. This is this landscape that's right in front of you. You can just go out there and you can just see this. And it just kind of brings you back down. It's almost a a grounding sort of thing sometimes when you're looking at this sort of imagery that you're describing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's like um, what kind of, that's kind of like the level I want to hit is like that grounding, which mm-hmm. I think is like, I feel it's like our, our primal, um, you know, like cord that's in us and mm-hmm. it's like um, maybe part of us is even like yearning to, to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, people live in cities and that's cool. You know, I'll, I go to Baltimore a lot. My wife is from Baltimore. Woo-woo. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I was married in Baltimore and, um, but we go there a lot. And um, I mean, cities are cool. Or we go to Miami um, once in a while, they're, big cities. Um, but I mean, it's like concrete everywhere. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, there's something like, yeah. not trying to knock anybody or anything, but it's, uh, maybe I've got a different mindset. I get what you're saying. It's different connection. It's something about changing just what you're into all the time. And you, you hear it from people who, at least I've, I've heard it from different artists that are here and they're around this concrete, they're around the, these buildings and just what this kind of visual is. And then when they go out to, hey, I was in Seattle and I was in the woods and I was checking out stuff or here or there. And it's like, this is giving me different perspectives or it's always interesting seeing someone who is definitely from a city and it's like, I like drawing or I like painting these sort of, painterly picturesque like landscapes that are just lush with greenery and that's not what they're seeing but it's what they're craving and that and that's the thing that's the thing that really kind of interests me yeah for sure for sure i remember recently we were up in baltimore and we were uh, walking to a restaurant with some friends Mm -hmm. and we were having like a nice conversation like 
a little bit on like the metaphysical, whatever, spiritual kind of thing. And he was like, yeah, you can see God there in the tree. And I'm like, it's just one tree. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but whatever. But I'm glad, you know, he can get that feeling from, from the tree. Yeah. But um, like I was saying, I want to go deeper into nature. That's yeah. going to be my, my next goal for my upcoming work. And um, there are places that are hard to get to. Um, but, um, that's my focus. It's going to be my goal and, uh, we'll kind of see what happens. As you said it earlier, this is what I'm doing. So I love it. So with that, I think that's a good place for us to kind of wrap on the real questions. I got, um, I got about five, I got five rapid fire questions for you. Okay. And you know, as I say all the time, don't don't overthink them, don't overthink them, don't overthink them. Uh, all right. So let's see. Um, what are the three colors that you love to use most in your paintings? Um, I use cerulean blue, cadmium red, and uh, cadmium light yellow hue. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I mean, I only use those three colors, and okay. which is kind of weird. I don't know why, but I'll just because those are the primary colors. And from primary colors, you can get any color pretty right. much. I mean, to a point. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. It's just easier for me. And I have no idea why I started doing that, but it's, uh, I use black and white for lightning and for, um, darkening, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I just pretty much only use primary colors. Love it. Simplify it. Uh, favorite Marvel movie. You touched on it earlier. So I had to put this question there. What is your favorite Marvel movie? Oh man, that's kind of hard. Uh, I would, I mean, Infinity hard. Infinity Wars and Endgame are amazing, but I'm kind of liking the new Doctor Strange and only because of Scarlet Witch. That's the main reason. I mean, <laughs> I think she's probably my favorite character. I kind of like her. She's got, went through all this like tragedy and stuff and yeah. she's just powerful and very serious. And her lines in that movie are awesome. Uh, yes, they are. <laughs> when we get to the illuminati i was like this is gonna go left uh <laughs> it's not gonna work out for you guys i don't think yeah. i mean it was that whole scene was crazy but i really liked when she was um i forgot what you call the place where like dr strange and all his like um all the people are where she went and kind of attacked that whole area yeah i mean that was amazing that was just cool you know um i liked when she's like i've been this is me being reasonable Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah. So I mean, I'm. I might say that. I mean, a lot of them are good. I, I thought Black Widow was awesome. Absolutely. I I think uh, some of them don't get the amount of love that they should. And you're the first person that's, that's thrown out um, uh, Scarlet Witch. So shout out to you on that because um, <laughs> I think um, it was a interesting take, and it's been a interesting probably about year for that character between Wandavision and. Uh, multiverse of madness so yeah it's um it's good yeah yeah and i liked wanda vision a lot that was a good show yeah. and i liked loki also i, I loved loki yeah, yeah that was amazing um ragnarok is good mm-hmm. i don't know about the new thor that was kind of like 50 50 on that one it. yeah because the jokes you know i know they're jokes but they're not they weren't even funny that's just my opinion <laughs> i'm on the same page i mean a lot of people agree with that um um so I'm expecting this next one. I'm expecting a South Florida-esque answer here. All right. uh, sunrise or sunset? Which one are you you're digging? Ooh. 
for me, Sunrise for okay. sure. Okay. That's I love sunrises. In which season are you uh, most productive? For art? Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to say the summer. Mm. Summer and uh, fall now, you know, this time. And that's just because the gallery slows down. Um, but you want to talk about productive, like business-wise? Oh, overall, gallery, yeah. Um, I mean, that's winter time and spring. Because everybody comes down here. We have all the snowbirds <laughs> and it, we're busy, you know, busy selling art, um, just things like that. Just busy in the gallery doing shows and stuff. Um, but obviously that's going to take away from my time doing artwork. Um, but I would say like summer and fall, cause summer I can, I'm able to travel, yeah. um, fall because that's when our surf season really starts and i'll be doing a lot of surfing photography so um yeah that's that's when i'm productive doing art okay so here's the last one i got for you and this is this one might feel a little political for me because of uh, what i'm into but um i'll ask you because i like to know i like to know who i'm talking to you could tell a lot by men and what their preference is here coffee or tea oh man I do both. <laughs> uh, I know if, if I had to pick one, oh gosh, I mean, coffee in the morning. And I just, one of my favorite things to do, I just love smelling the coffee bag. I'm just like, Ooh, it's that's good, it's good <laughs> but then at night, man, I, I, tea with honey and lemon. So I don't know what to tell you. No, I mean, that's a, that's a good answer. I mean, uh, you know, I, I enjoy, um, and sometimes it's, you got to balance it out if you haven't eaten enough. Like I drink very strong coffee. Usually let me get a red eye. Let me get this. Let me get a cold brew. And it's a lot of caffeine in there and it's almost concentrated in some regards. So it's like trying to balance that out and, you know, definitely the green tea in the afternoon or especially in the, um, in the winter times when it's like you get a little sinus or something like that, the tea in the tea use increases because you can't just drink caffeine of that degree all yeah. day. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to put it like that, if I had to pick one or the other for the rest of my life, I'd probably end up picking tea. And that's mm-hmm. just because I wouldn't want like caffeine like all the time. Yeah. So I do coffee in the morning. Yeah. Um, but after like 11, no coffee. Okay. But I like teas because you can kind of mess around with different herbs. And uh, I guess it's, I don't know, a little bit more, uh, I don't know if adventurous is the right word, but could explore a little bit more with teas. I dig it. Yeah, it's, it's almost kind of like describing photography and painting a little bit the way you described it earlier. It's like, eh, this is kind of here. Not really much I can do with it as far as the coffee goes. But tea, I can do my own thing with it. <laughs> yeah, totally. So with that, um, I think that's where we'll wrap. Um, and I want to thank you for for coming onto this podcast and indulging me and chopping it up with me. And um, two, I want to invite and encourage you to tell the fine folks where to check out you, the gallery, social media, all of that good stuff. The floor is yours. Oh, thank you. Um, I have a website, www.jamesnill.com. Uh, we have the gallery website, amandajamesgallery.com. My Instagram, James underscore nil, K-N-I-L-L. And um, I do have an exhibit in Baltimore right now at Gallery Blue Door. And it's an entire body of work that I did uh, in Havana, Cuba. 
and um it's been a good uh body of work i've showed it in um showed it in a museum here um showed it a few times and um people are really interested in it because um i guess a lot of people don't go to cuba and don't know what it looks like and um you know so it's that'll be there it's gallery blue door and park avenue and mount vernon and that'll be up until october 8th and october 8th we'll be doing a closing party there from two to six so um i'll be there and uh it'd be cool if uh you want to come check it out and uh you know bring some people and um yeah so absolutely i'm sure you can catch me so there you have it, folks. I want to again thank James Nell for coming on to the podcast. And I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art even between Baltimore and Florida. You just got to look for it. <laughs> <laughs>